Hey, everybody. Joshua Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. They have a return guest, one of our greatest hits, one of my favorite people that I've meet, met in the last year. Um, you can't have a conversation with anybody that knows this guy without hearing he's the nicest guy in the world. So uh, that's that's I'm, quite I'm a mean. Feat. I am mean. Well, I'm Tom, to, I'm Tom George stopped by today to give us an update on uh, the state of the union, as it were, in uh, local live music venues, local bars, local restaurants, uh, what have you. Uh, he came in. God, I'm trying to think when it was. I think it was in May. It had to be like early May because I did the thing. Your mother-in-law had just, was it your mother-in-law or father, father-in-law? father-in-law passed just away. Uh, okay. So yeah. it was right around that time. You had right a lot around going. that time. You've had a, you've had a motherfucker of a year. It's Jesus. been a tough year for me in my have, life. Is this maybe the toughest in your life? This is definitely the toughest year of my life. Well, you've, you've risen to it's the occasion. It's been a tough year, and I worry about my wife. You know, she's a school teacher. We're, we're trying to hold oh, on to our sanity as You're much as we can. You're in two of the toughest fronts in the world it's for tough, this COVID man. stuff. We, we are having a tough year. We and sure do you have are. kids? We don't have Okay, kids. okay. Well, I mean. Um, when we had talked about it, when we first got together, I mean, like I said, she's a school teacher. She deals with, I mean, she's going to have close to 18 kids in her classroom this right. year, which is fucking crazy Yeah. when you think about it. Um, but, but in, normally, you know, she, she's got, you know, she's a school teacher for this many years. She's got the kids all the time. And then I myself, I think at a certain point in your career, you have to become a mentor yeah. to other people and you have to step up in your community. So we always joke that we've got plenty of kids and that when the time comes that we want to Step retire and, 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 you know, go on with our lives right. that, that they're, they're, you know, that we never felt that it was really in the cards for us to have our own children because we were so out there in the forefront of trying to help the next generation, you know, as it is. And that was just something that, that we always agreed about. Now that we're getting older, surprisingly, it has come up again where yeah. it's like, did we make a mistake? But I just don't see our lives are so busy and we right. put so much on our shoulders that, and Michael Sinclair will tell you that when he followed me around, he was like, dude, you never stop moving forward. You know, well, it's true. Anytime I ever call you or email you, you're in the middle of like 10 conversations yeah. at once. Yeah. So uh, around that time, you were still getting ready for uh, the show that was supposed yeah. to be in July. Was it the beginning? It was June. End of June. It was yeah. going to be June 20th. And you had June the shirts 27th. ready. You had everything ready to go. Shirts are ready. The numbers were uh, um, getting better. Point, they? No, they were going. Were they? At that point. And I had already, um, the bars were officially that open June 3rd. Um, I wanted to wait a little bit. I was trying to do it the right way. This well, is we were working on that construction deal and we were we trying were to get done a time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I had even told people privately, I was like, listen, these numbers are going through the roof. There, had, there hadn't been any real enforcement leading up to it. I had made a statement with city council saying that I was concerned that the bars were going to get blamed for this. It's in the minutes. We can look it up. We'll find them. And I was saying, you know, Hey, you know, there, what, what do you think is going to happen when the bars open? So of course the bars open and included nightclubs, which it probably should have never included. And the numbers spiked a bit. And then by June 26th, they had, they had shut everything back down. 
I had had private conversations with people telling them anyway, like, listen, I'm probably going to do, I want to get this shirt thing off my back. And then after that, I was going to reclose myself anyway, because I was like, how can you fucking do anything right now? We're in the middle of this thing. The numbers are going through the roof. Um, I had thought, even though the governor was like, we will not shut things back down. I, I thought for certain that they would, that they're going to do something and nothing ever really happened. And now we've gotten locally, at least local and state level, we've got stuck in this situation where the only thing that's closed is the bars. Right. <laughs> like well, the only you're, thing. You, it's funny because you occupy me as an attorney. I can identify. No one ever feels sorry for an attorney. No one right. ever feels sorry for a bar. Right. For some you just, you know, you just hold this. Everybody loves to go there. Everybody needs an attorney, but no one ever feels sorry for you. Right. So getting anybody to kind of get behind you or hear your message, you're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. You know, from the word go. Um, so probably taking this out of order, but I, I had a, a, a question for you and I'm see if I can word it properly. Setting aside the merits of the, the virus, you know, how much, how deadly it is, how harmful it is what treatments are working, what aren't, how much of this do you think has to do with an election year and the messages that are being sent? <sighs> I mean, the virus itself doesn't, I, I think, um, the, and, and to me, that's more on the national level. Like I definitely think the holdup in the money, like the funding that we need through the National Independent Venue Association in the Save Our Stages Act and and that kind of stuff, I think has been um, a lot of that's being held up because it's being politicized on, I'll give you this, if you give me that, we can do this. I'm thinking, you know, people are in trouble. Like we need to get funding to these businesses that that are in our industry so we can protect the arts. I mean, we're it's really, really bad situation. Well, the reason I ask is Trump's had a shitty couple of months leading into this election. You know, he's got his sister calling him a shifty bastard yeah. that just can't be trusted. You know, the numbers are not helping him out. Kellyanne Conway just, just jumping off the ship at the end of the month. And so he had this press conference last night where he was announcing this big new cure. And as I understand it, it's a plasma treatment that they've been doing right. for a while now. And it was is no new novel concept it's just kind of something they've been playing with and the hydroxychloroquine also people are like stay away from that stay if you've been prescribed that which i know people who are taking it, yeah that are like hey man i'm taking it what do i got to lose and now they're saying you got everything to lose yeah you're gonna die if you take this well so (laughs) where i'm headed with this is when you came in today and i didn't even know this you told me this that they decided they're going to do football here yeah and so i'm wondering how much do they need to have something positive, quote unquote, positive to happen to kind of change the narrative where they're putting people in harm's way just to have some minor win? To- I, I, you know, I honestly, as far as the state of Florida, I can't say for certain that I understand anything we're doing or if it's political. I know, um, you know, you could say, too, that DeSantis is his shit is in the toilet right right now. Um and people want football. And he said, you know, you know, people need something to look forward to. They need stuff like that. Um, they also did a study where they, in, in, in the dude, um, Halsey Bashirs, who is, I've, ta- I mean, I've talked to everybody. I've basically talked to everybody except for governor DeSantis and the president of the United States. Other than that, I've talked to in meetings with just about everybody 
you could imagine. And and Housey Bashirs himself was like, you know, it's tough to get the bars open because the bars real have a stigma. People don't like That's what I'm saying. The stigma. And I'm like, yeah. but you guys gave us the stigma. Yeah. I mean, I told him that in the meeting. I was like, yeah, but you gave us the stigma when you said that we weren't safe. And, you know, and, and the other thing is the, the enforcement's just not there. If you don't have the enforcement, um, you can't stop it. So if if you just take a certain thing and shut it down because you you you're not capable of stopping it or else they don't want to stop it. I mean that that kind of lends to what you're saying too because I'm sure, you know, and this is something I had said from the very beginning. I'm like, here's a novel idea. Like if if you're not compliant whether you're a restaurant, a bar, whatever, shut it down, pull the liquor license for for 30 days. They've barely enforced anything on anybody. Have you seen anybody get it right anywhere in the country? Like, is there is there a model to follow? New York. I mean, so what is know, New York doing? How are how are they handling? Well, it? and it and I will say this too on on the national. You know, this is just my personal opinion because on the national level, there are people within Eva that were really f- frustrated when because they just opened up stuff there, right? And they're at like a one percent positivity rate, and maybe that's a little bit too strict. But let's face it, they went through hell. They were, the, I mean, no, yeah. they, they were the first hit. Nobody knew how to deal with it. People were dropping dead like flies. They were putting bodies yeah. in the ground, no name body bodies in the ground yeah. all over the place. And so you can understand that Governor Cuomo, I'm sure, would say, let's be overly cautious about this. But they just started opening up their businesses. But what they said was, listen, you can open, but there's no live entertainment anywhere. Yeah. In any, no matter what business you are. Yeah. And and to me, you know, that that helps solve a problem. If you believe that that type of activity isn't safe yet, then then you have to make sure it's not happening anywhere. Right. You know, I'm not saying we need to do that here. Um, but, you know, there is there is a problem when you're saying that. Um, and I, you know, had talked with the mayor about it here that if you're saying that bars aren't safe, then I just don't see how you can have restaurants um, that, that whether they've hosted bands in the past or not, allow them to go full Monty on everything. But you, so you had said it, it's like, it's, it's like the full Monty. You're letting them go yeah. buck naked. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, um, you know, wearing a body condom, was you know, you nothing's allowed quote, to touch me. Was it you that had the quote, you know, there's two guys sitting six seats apart at a bar then another two guys and one of them has a grilled cheese in her hands. How are they more? You no, know? it wasn't me, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that is what they said too. You know, the, the Florida Department of Business Regulation, their argument was that the alcohol, if it's a, that, that if there's food available, it'll slow people down. But it's like, listen, dude, we've been doing this for 25 years. If, if somebody's had too much to drink, we cut them off no matter what. That's yeah. what you do. Um, they also had said, well, what do you do if, you know, 200 people show up. That's what the door guy's for. Yeah. You know, to me, when we sat down and the talk was, how do we do this the right way? I was like, what do you you mean? We got to do the problem is they have no one up there who comes from that world. So they're they're just, they just have a, 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 this image of what's acceptable. House of ill repute. I mean, it's, but like I said, they did say, they said, listen, um, and they, I know that they said this at all Florida, all the Florida meetings, because I have friends in every area. And what they said was, you know, listen, we just like to have the food there. So if you think you need to get open, if you have to get open, just switch to the Florida license, the the Florida restaurant license. It's a 509. And they said that'll 
that'll make it easy for you if you need to get open now. But uh, I don't know. I'm just having a hard time. Well, with I mean, that. the other problem, like we were talking <laughs> about, is you just don't see why we should have to do it. Well, not only that, but you can't even get kind of a unified message on your side of the things because, you know, you and I have talked privately and obviously we're friends on for social media and there's mm-hmm. these places that have been kind of, you know, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, and- you have, listen, you have places that are not doing anything, yeah. what they're supposed to do. Like I said, you know, there's, it's well documented. A lot of the gentlemen's clubs now or strip clubs are basically hosting raves that would have ended up at nightclubs and they're doing it until, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning. And then after that becomes a strip club again. Right. If you're not going to close that loophole, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and then, and then you do, you have restaurants, reputable, reputable establishments that, that I have nothing against at all, like Ella's and New World Brewery and, and places like that, that have brought back local music. Right. You know, um, but in in that sense, I my concern is that since we haven't got the funding yet, um, for, for, for for you know that it screws up the message a little bit because we're still fighting for this money so we can keep venues going on all around the country. Here in Florida, I mean, if you go out on the weekend, it looks like everything's over with. Yeah, you know, so so when bands have already started playing, and then I sit there and I'm lobbying locally or even statewide, and they and then the first thing they say is, well, what do you mean? I was at a place the other day, and there was a band right there playing. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. And I'm going, it. listen, dude, you don't understand. That's, it's not like this. I mean, it, it, there are, trust me, there are states around the country that the same kind of thing's happening, and, and those business owners in those states have, have been frustrated with it as well because it's very hard right. to say that, you know, we have no way out um, for this without this funding when places that were only closed for a month are already hosting live music. It's just, it just is, I, I don't want to say it is what it is, but it, it is, it does make it extremely more difficult to get the funding we need um, it, when that's happening. Who do you have in the state? Who do you have locally? That's an ally. Like, do you have people that are you just fighting this fight by yourself? I mean, no, I mean, I, I will tell you this, that, um, when we did our Florida day of action, um, I, I hit up every single Neva member in Florida, which I think we have a little bit over a hundred, a hundred members. And I hate to say it, but it's the honest to God truth. There wasn't one local business that got on that call here in Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater. I was pissed. I mean, it really hurt my feelings. And why do you think? somebody told me and it was a compl- kind of compliment I needed said, Hey man, listen, here's the thing. When people see sometimes when you work as hard as you're working, they just feel like you got it covered. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, at least I appreciate that. But you know, it was tough because that was our day of action. That was our moment that I was waiting for, you know, for, for our spotlight. And we did a great job with it. We, you know, we actually, we didn't get Marco Rubio, to officially endorse the Save Our Stages Act, but we got his office to say, we are going to be involved in whatever negotiations are needed to come up with something right. for your industry. So right. we still got our job done, um, but but I didn't get the support locally in that meeting. And then I sent an email out to everybody after that and said, listen, you know, you missed the meeting, but you still have a chance to help. Um, and I did get the support locally, but a, a lot of it wasn't done the way it was supposed to be. 
because they didn't follow the instructions that were clear in that meeting. People just weren't, they didn't understand how it was supposed to work. So we had some problems there too. Um, it seems to me like, and, and you probably can just rattle this off, but if you could put a number on the revenue that live music venues generate in a year, how many people they employ, you know, put it in terms that politicians understand about revenue, you think, voters, you would think, you know, if you can speak in terms of this is going to ding you in the polls if you don't fix this or you're going to you're going to see a, at least a statewide recession if you yeah. know that that's the kind of language that they're receptive to. It depends on who you're talking to. You know, there's been times that when I've approached it, I'm like, OK, this person doesn't even give a shit about live music. But what they will care is about the tourist yeah. industry or they'll care that. Um, for every dollar that is spent at a place like mine, there's $12 spent in the community around them. So there's like a wealth of things that after Some I've researched, points, yeah. you know, I'll research the, the person a little bit and see what makes them tick and then try to come up with, with, with what my, um, strategy is going to be, or else I, you know, um, if I'll pick up on something they say when we're talking, I'll go, okay, this is what makes this person tick. Um, you know. But, you know, I don't know. It's it's weird to so me. What's, where, where, where are we at now? What's next? What's your next? What's your next goal? What's your next deadline? What's your next, you know, meeting? I mean, right now it's tough because they went into recess or whatever. And now yeah. they're back. Um, we did have Chuck Schumer, who was on the Late Late Show. I think it was Friday night that, you know, got up there and said, it's this is a priority. We yeah. have to save these places. That was probably the best endorsement. I've seen so far, I was pretty excited about that because he specifically talked about our industry, talked about bars in Brooklyn, talked about the Save Our Stages Act. Um, so talk about the act for a little bit. Like what, what is what is that going to do? How's that going to help? What's the what's the plan there? Well, the thing is, like when we have these captain calls, what people need to understand is that just on those calls alone, you know, there's like 54 of us on those calls. And I'd say about a quarter of the people on the call that are the captains for their state are are saying I'm flat broke, man. Yeah. Like the only reason I'm still in my building is because I'm telling my landlord or you know looking at my bills and holding them up. Showing saying, them, yeah. Saying, listen, just let me wait for this because if we get this, everything will be fine. I can give you all your back rent. Um, and so that's the thing. That Save Our Stages Act is a $10 billion act. Um, and what it does is it takes your it, it it is based completely on the money you've lost, which right. to me makes perfect sense. So they'll look at it. At, at and I don't remember the exact dates, but maybe it's April to Mine's September the BP, or something like that. that BP thing. I don't know. Did you have the, that? The, I didn't get that when I went for okay. it. But this thing looks at, at what you lost in, in at a time period in 2020 versus Past what you did in or... 2018, 2019. Yeah. And then it'll give you a a percentage of that to 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 help for your loss in 2020 and um it, it will also and it's in a grant so you don't have to pay it back and if you're still hurting in 2021 you can re-up it in January of 2021 right so it's and and it's specifically for the arts it's specifically for our in, uh industry so we had things in it that certain criterias like well, Applebee's doesn't get all your money. <laughs> Applebee's is not going to get the money because in it, you have to have a combination of things. Yeah. You have to have a sound engineer. Yeah. You have to have a, a, a sound board. You have to, 
have lighting. You have to host a certain amount of shows a year. You, you I mean, can you can kind of tailor it to what it's meant to it do. It is tailored not to have, meant to yeah. protect people that do live music on a regular basis for touring artists, not for you know Green Iguana, where it's the same band. Surprised that the artists themselves are not. Out My there. wife just said that the other day because they've got the loudest voice. It seems honestly, like, these artists. Where are you, Bono? I mean, they, come on, they've helped. <laughs> They've helped. A lot of them have stepped up, but 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 honestly, um, a lot of them could have stepped up a long time ago and said, "Listen, we're donating. That's where they make their money. We're going to donate one million dollars to save our stages right now because they could go right to the website and and many of them started in little clubs. Almost every, you know, I was telling my unless wife, you're American Idol or whatever, that's you what grinded it out. I was telling Amy the other day that right around Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's where like after her, you didn't really have to do the clubs anymore. But I can remember when she played at the Ritz Theater. She played at Green Iguana out there by. Uh, yeah. For, you know, but and it's like it even up to her. So so over like the past 10 years, it's become more like, oh, they just well, found it's me like on YouTube. The yeah. This but, YouTube kid. That but prior to that, almost all these artists that we look up to started somewhere. You know, did you see uh, Perry Farrell? He did the online Lollapalooza this year where it was the he played a bunch of greatest hits of the past Lollapalooza. But then he had present day acts do little online stuff and yeah. like uh, Porno for Pyros got back together and did all this stuff. And I, I wish I wish they would try and do that and and have a fundraiser, a benefit. They could, yeah, they could do a whole and, festival. And but just bring attention to it because. You know, with the changing in how, I mean, you can't make any money off of digital Spotify anymore, mm -hmm. you know, except for collector stuff. No one's buying physical albums. Yeah. So it's merch and touring and, and you need places to, to play your music and to sell your merch. If you don't have that, you're fucked. And so I don't understand yeah. the, the disconnect there. Yeah. The, there, honestly, a, a lot of things I look at them, I'm just like, man, this is shocking, but you know, it keeps ha different things that are against us keep happening over and over again. So it, my wife, you know, she says to me, why do you even get surprised anywhere? It's like, well, I'm not really surprised, but just disappointed, I guess. Well, you so, <laughs> so I'd say this to my wife all the time and I, and I, I bet it applies to you. My wife is constantly let down by people because she expects people to be like her. And that's a that's a faulty reasoning. Yeah. You know, she's always let down by people who are selfish or shitty or conniving and all this right. other stuff. It's like you go into every meeting with every person expecting them to have the same ethic as you, the same morals as you, the same drive as you. And when you find out that they don't, you're let down. And, you know, I, I'm not that you're a night. I know you're not a naive person. You're probably is as smart as they come in that regard, but you have this earnestness. And this is what I was bringing up at the beginning. And since I've gotten to know you in the past year, literally the first thing out of everybody's mouth is, Oh, he's an amazing guy. He's a great guy. Like, you know, Sean Kyle or Dan Byers or Greg Dacker, or, you know, Ray Roa. Or, well, it's a community though. Well, it you is, but, I mean? but, but to be in your world and do what you do and have that be what everybody says about you. That's quite an achievement. I've tried to be fair with people over the years. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really have. Um, you know, when we got started, when I got started in this industry, one of my favorite quotes, and I have it at the bar, was that Hunter S. Thompson quote that the music industry, you know, is, is I don't remember. I can never remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but it's something to the effect. Yeah, it's something to the effect of, 
and so don't take it verbatim. Not to, I don't want to. Um, He's dead. He's not going to have right, a problem. But offend any of his followers because yeah. I love the guy to death. But but it's something to the effect of that the music industry is, is filled with murderers, lives, thieves, and rapists. Yeah. And then it says something like there's also a negative side yeah, yeah. at the end of it. You know, and I used to have that quote in my office at the Masquerade in Atlanta, too, because I knew I was going to deal with a lot of shitty, shady, seedy individuals on a regular basis. Right. But you also meet a the lot of great people, people, too. Yeah. And you meet you become an ambassador, you know, for the great things about your business. And we, and there's, um, you know, like Billy Joel talks about the drinking class, you know, mm. it's you, you meet some really good people that really care about music and, and, and a handshake means something to them. Um, a lot of people that find their way into bars are beautiful souls that have yeah. a real hard time. Yeah living at the frequency that you need to, to get through this life. Yeah. And that's where booze enters the picture. So, sure. I, you know, I, people are tired of hearing me talk about my two alcoholic parents who I think are the two of the most beautiful that passed away, but two of the most beautiful people in the world. Yeah. But that empathy, that, that, that raw nerve that you have, that the world just gets at you. A lot of people, you know, find them, find their way to bar. So yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering, but a lot of beauty, just yeah. amazing people that come through those doors. Yep. So, um, how do we fix this? I, mean, what do we do? I don't know, man. This is tough. I mean, I, <laughs> I think the only thing we can do, um, and once again, it's, you know, you look at, um, what Florida has done, you know, you can't tell people, um, if they have the opportunity to play, not to play, you know, nobody, nobody. So that was something that. I wanted to talk about too, is the problem is you have a lot of different needs coming into this. Like even you mentioned new world brewery and I could be completely off here and I don't want to step on any toes, but they closed and then reopened recently. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were closed for almost two and a half, right. So two and a half years. And then they opened right in the middle of this pandemic. Well, so, so this is my point is a bar that's been in business for X amount of years, a decade or whatever, versus a bar that was, scheduled to open right when everything right. got shut down they're not coming at this from the same place are they i mean some bars like we need to have make this much profit in our first six months or we right there i do not that's what i'm saying like i everybody's in a different situation you know so what that's I mean? why it's so hard to kind of have this you know they've got to do what they've got yeah to do. yeah you know and artists there's artists that are like I have to play, like, I have to make they're money. They're going to go back to you being know, a barista got, or, you yeah. know, they got to get their gigs. So, you know, the only thing I would say to those people is just remember, just remember that we're not where we need to be yet. And that the only way we're going to get back to where we were is if we get this funding from the federal government. That's all there is to it. I mean, I don't, I'm a realist. I don't try to base things on fear or anything like that, but anybody will tell you that unless we get this funding that things will not go back to normal where, where it could go back to normal where we'll see tours again and see places like mine hosting shows like that again. Um, it could be next year in the spring or the fall, or if we don't get this funding, you know, a lot of places are going to go out of business what about and like then a- you won't see the tours for three to five years. Oh, it's gonna kill if, me. if ever again, Gonna kill me. You know, and and you've got nothing booked for the rest of the year, right? 
man, I've got so many okay. things on the calendar that, that are just maybe. Yeah. that are not going to happen. You yeah. know, that I'm just waiting for what them I'm, to say, hey, we're some things have rescheduled four or five times already. So it's you not going to work right now because you got everybody blowing up everybody's phone, you know, vote for this person or vote for that person. But I just wonder about like a call center, like like people calling bars and saying, this is the message you've got to put out there. This is the message you've got to get behind. We need to have solidarity. Yeah. We need to be communicating this to our government. We need to be communicating this to our local people. And like, how do you how do you get that in the ears of the people who need to be repeating it? See, like I said, that's basically what I've been saying on my social media. Yeah. You know, but the whole thing is I'm because I'm not open. This is what I work on every single day. Yeah. And so I have the time to do it. So when when. 90% of the businesses are open, even businesses that should also be supporting this because it should, it could help them or, or artists that should be supporting it because it could help them. A lot of these people are already playing out on the weekend or they have a normal job and then they're playing out. So they don't have to feel like they have the time to be as involved in the fight as they should get the message. The or business- they get distracted. Yeah. You it's know, like B2B. It's like a B, you know, business to business messaging. Like, how do I get everybody on the same page? The, but, the other thing I will tell you is this. And, and I mean, it's it's life, I think. I just think it's it's sad, but I think it's just how things work. Myself and other bar type people were very supportive to help get the restaurants open. Yeah. And when I say restaurants, I mean real sit down dining type places. Um once they got open, they have a whole nother thing to worry about because they're open. They've got to make sure people are distanced. Trust me. I don't want that fight either. That's I feel for these restaurant owners that are trying to keep their place open through this pandemic because they have to bend over backwards. And then you've got people that don't want to listen to the rules. They don't want to obey. But now the restaurants are focused on themselves. So once we got open, even though we supported, or, or once they got open, even though we supported them, we don't have their support anymore because they're too busy trying to keep themselves in business. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like our industry it has become so small now because legitimate, real, like like a p- places that opened with the sole purpose of being concert venues, we are few and far between. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't open. It's a hard business to right. be successful in. Right. I, I didn't, mean, but I didn't open as any other thing than I'm going to be a concert venue. Yeah. You know, and then we started doing all dirty Sundays once a week before that we did our leader night because I do believe, and this is, everybody knows this when you're, when you have a room, you have to do one weekly yeah. as your bread and butter. Everybody does it. Yeah. But, but that was what, who I was. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do a better than anybody else. And this is what I'm going to do. It wasn't, you know, we're going to be a restaurant, host shows sometimes, or, or, you know, or a multifaceted, you know, it was just, I'm strictly a venue. Yeah. I'm going to host all types of music. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to be the best midsize venue, not just here, but in the Southeast region. And that was always my goal. Um, you know, but once again, that's a very small industry, right? You know that, and and we're not allowed to open right now. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Unless I switch to a restaurant license, which I, you know, once again, could I do it? Yes. Do I really want to do it? No, because it it's not going to solve the problem. It yeah. does not. It'll put and and you know, once this fight is over with, if we've gotten the money or we didn't get the money, 
then I'll, then if I have to, maybe I'll switch to the restaurant license because well, that makes, there'll yeah. be nothing left to do at that point. But so are they going to vote on it? Is it going to go to the floor? Are they going to vote on the it? The whole, the save our stages is we're supposed to know something by the end of September. Okay. I'm surprised they, we haven't got it yet, but once again, what keeps happening is because it's so close to the election is that, you know, the, we just saw what happened with the post office bill. Would they want to lump stuff in? Now we're not going to lump it in. It's just going to be the post office. We don't want anything else in there. You know, people are trying to fight for every little thing they can sneak a little something in here. Well, wait till two you know, hurricanes come through. And, and now two hurricanes are coming through. We got an asteroid, got an asteroid coming. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think the problem is, is we're not equipped to put out so many fires at one time. It's a lot going on. Fires of this magnitude. We got to clean our floors. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw that when Trump was talking about the California wildfires. Fires, he was, oh, you know, once again, I tried to get Tom, clean your floors. You know, they're not doing enough to, to clean their, 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 their forest. Yeah. Come yeah, on, dude. Yeah, yeah. None, none of this has to do with climate change at all. Right. You know. How's your staff doing? Are you keeping in touch with them? I'm Are trying to keep in, in touch with them. A lot of them have picked up other gigs. Um, I had to stop paying them when that last thing happened. I mean, once once I was told, you know, you're not going to open. It could be six months before you open. You know, I just had to tell them, listen, guys, this is going to be it. Try to find what you can. Yeah. It's the reality of the situation where we might be in this situation until 2021, you know? I mean, yeah, so. I, that's that's a conversation I've had with a lot of attorneys. Like, um, you know, what impact will we see in the legal field of service people being out of work? Um, and to unpack that, you know, I worked in the service industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's all types of people that work in that industry, but there is a certain part of that community that without a job, without a direction, without an income, you can start to see them in the courthouse more. And so that's something that, uh, security guards. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, they've, some bartenders do. Yeah. yeah but, uh, so but, I mean, it is, it's really, you have a lot of career servers, career bartenders that, I mean, where, where do these people go? Yeah. You know, you can't get on the unemployment website. That's why, that's why I try to take care of everybody as long as I did. Cause I'm like, you know, this is, you know, the, the way they should have been taken care of, they weren't being taken care of. So what do you do? You try to take care of them yourself. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard to not know the answer, but to know what's happening is not the answer. You no. know, that's, that's, that's. Different. I mean, the only thing we can do really is like I said, keep pushing forward and to the people that are already open, you know, we, we need your support, you know, especially, like I said, in our community, for every dollar we spend, $12 we spend on the other businesses around us. So in Ybor City, even if you're a restaurant or you're a bar that serves food, that you're already open. Because Ybor, if you go to Ybor on a Friday or Saturday night. You sent me pictures of people passed out, people out on the out ground. There. Yeah, People passed out on the ground. I won't mention any names of that place. Yeah. But, but because, you know, they're actually, there are places that are actually doing bad things. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think for a second that. Places like El Ella's and New World, um, that places like that are doing the something evil. Yeah. You know, they're doing what they're allowed to do within the law. Right. Um, and they're giving an outlet for those musicians that really need to play. And I think that that's fine. I do think that those people, you know, we need your help. Please still continue to spread the message because we need this financial support for everybody else. But then if you go to eboard, there, I mean, there's very little enforcement and it's, Shit show, yeah. you know, it's shit show in South Howard. 
Um, and, and people are just taking advantage of the situation in a brutal factor. And it's like, wow, you know, what is going on here? And it's just very hard for me to sit there and go, well, you know what? I'm just going to switch over this restaurant license just so I can open when I see shit like that. It really pisses me off. You're a man of uh, morals and integrity and principle. I also just don't want to give them any more freaking money, dude. Yeah. You know, to switch it over and, and then put the restaurant equipment in that I would really never use because anybody knows like food trucks and the, well, everybody the knows whenever there? yeah everybody knows we we always do food yeah when it's a big show anyway but yeah. now you're telling me that i have to license it that way do my health inspection that way um put one of the many food vendors that we use on my payroll yeah so they can be the kitchen manager and then put the equipment over there and, and use it as a prep station behind one of my bars I mean, it's just stupid. You yeah. know, I look at it, I'm like, that is just stupid. It's it's less sanitary than what it would be if you would just let me fucking open, you know? What are you doing as sense. far as self-care? What are you doing that that is giving you the ability to get up every morning and just take it on the chin again? This last few weeks have been tough. And I think the main reason for that is that so many people have moved on that that i've seen you know our numbers in the state are going down but we still don't have too much communication on when we will be able to open um the schools are starting um so now my wife has that additional stress um but i mean honestly i think i just i just have an endless drive man i'm very stubborn i'm very very stubborn and then you know in in sinclair's uh documentary i love that you guys did about me yeah, I mean, I always I love Michael. You, you know, just, there's all these just Decker, you, Sinclair, right? Yeah. Like all these the, guys. Still Ray Roa. Yeah, I mean, we've got we definitely I've got support. I've definitely got local support that I need um, from the arts. Yeah, you know, and from v- various aspects of the industry, in addition to just the venues um, themselves. But one of the quotes that I told Michael, one of those was, and I don't know if it was from when I was bullied as a kid or from when I boxed in high school and stuff, but I've always just had this mentality. It's hard for me to picture you being bullied as a kid. When I was young, I you was didn't very have a full beard. And, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I was very <laughs> awkward. I pulled my pants up yeah, way too yeah, high. I was just yeah. a weird kid. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids are weird kids and I got beat up a lot until I started doing the weights and started boxing. But I, I told him, and it's true, you know, there would be guys that would fight and they could fight a buddy of theirs and then they would just fight. I had to hate the person I was dealing with. Yeah. You know, I've, and I've, and I've sometimes if I, if I have a goal in front of me that I'm trying to reach, I, I will make a reason to be angry about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I just, I have that's to. That's like Jordan. I don't know if you watched that Jordan documentary. But we joked about it on our, on our In Hot Water yeah. podcast because they said, oh, who do you think you are, Michael Jordan? I said, no, but I understood it. Because some people just need that. They need. They need to create. To really create acrimony. that animosity. Yeah. I do do that. I, I I look at it and I go, well, that's fine, you know, because I'm going to fight to get open. And when I get open, you better watch out because I'm going to remember every single person that I felt betrayed me, you know, in the meantime, and, and I'll get them. Now, that being said, I think once we get open, I'll forget about a lot of those things because I'll... I'll put it in the rearview mirror and everybody will be safe. But, but if you ask me for motivation, that's what I have to do. I have to look at it like, like it's all at war, no matter what, until, until we get. And I told my wife that the other day, because she says, I just want you to, to feel at peace again. I said, listen, 
I said, if we get the Save Our Stages grant, once we get that grant, and I know that that money's secured, I won't give a shit what anybody's doing for the next year. Right. You know, and, and if I decide I want to open after that um, for various things, I will. I do have um, the two fundraisers in September scheduled. We're doing an art show on September 12th, and there'll be a vi- drinks to go. What type available. of it's we're like, calling it Ebor Art Revival, okay. and it's a lot, just a lot of the different. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Artista Lulu and her husband Indie Rock. Um, I, they've hung art all over town. They've done murals all over town, um, and and they've hung their art at Old Dirty Sundays for years. So I have them, and then they've got a bunch of artists. Um, I've got food vendor out there, Jason Rodriguez, doing food uh, out in the beer garden, and then I've also got. Um, DJ Casper and Fader spinning. Um, and we're doing two. We're doing it from two to, I think it was three to six and six to nine. And we're doing limited amount of people, but it's going to be a legitimate art show. It, we're going to hang a bunch of art inside. Um, it's, it's, it's an actual art show. There, Sounds there awesome. won't be, won't be like a lot of dance or anything. It'd be a realistic art show. There will be drinks, like I said, to go unless they've changed the law by then. Then we'll do drinks there like you would at any other art show. Sure. You get a glass of wine or whatever while you're walking around. Um, and then we're doing, um, of course, the virtual vibes of the Bay on September 26th. And all the proceeds of that are going to Crowbar as well as Save Your Stages. Okay. Um, they've been doing that. This will be the sixth year. This will be the first year we've done it virtually. It's uh, Cree of Loafing's critic for, for best local music celebration. Um, we're going to be doing that. Our goal is to raise $20,000. Please, um, please, after this, give me information so I can I sure push, push that on this. I sure will. So, so my, the 10 people that listen. We're going to do the links for Crowbar. We're right. also going to do the links for SaveOurStages.com. Sure, sure. So they can give to the local. You know, they wanted to do it for me because I've hosted it five out of the six years. But we also talked about putting the SaveOurStages.com on there so they can give money because we need money too. Yeah. Neva needs money to keep this fight going. We have a lot of costs. They're, they're the tip of so the spear, right? We're hoping I mean, to raise 10 grand for Crowbar and 10 grand for SaveOurStages.com. Um, you know, it'll be from like 2 to 10.30 on that day. And we're going to have um, artists virtually from Florida, Brooklyn, Nashville, Bodega, and the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Wow. So, And we're going to have a virtual uh, food vendors. Um, virtual can, food vendors. Well, well, you can order on the website and the food will be delivered to uh, your house or you can pick it up. So we're, so oh, I've got wow. a list. I've got a list of area restaurants. I'm not mad at all the area restaurants. Okay. All the restaurants think they're my, they're my enemy right now, but they're not. I love my restaurants and I've got a list of ones that I'm going to be hitting up in the next 24 to 48 hours to see if they want to be a part of it. So you could, you know, the thing's getting ready to start. You go to the website, you order from Shuffle or Nebraska Mini Mart or tequilas and you get your food, you sit down, you can order drinks from Crowbar that will be delivered to you. Oh, wow. And then you watch the virtual show over eight hours in your right from your house. Um, those places, some of those restaurants I've li- listened, will be able to show it at, at their restaurants in-house. I, I do love the, the creativity bricks. that's come from the necessity. You know, I was texting you. I, I had this 
two of my loves in this world are Queens of the Stone Age and Dave Chappelle. And so Queens of the Stone Age are from the Palm Desert. And they always have this hallowed history of generator parties where all the people on speed and all the motorcycle gangs and all the musicians would go out in the middle of the de desert and they plug into these huge generators and just play through the night. And they, were, they weren't at a venue. And then Chappelle just did his uh, 846 stand-up routine. That was, was incredible. The George that. Floyd one where he was out in the middle in the of backyard. Ohio in the farm and everybody was distance. And I was thinking, like, how can we do like a generator Chappelle show that benefits helping save our stages and that sort yeah. of thing? So I, I, you know, I just we're going to have to come up with new ways to bring attention to it, bring money to I it. I think a lot of the technology that's come out, hopefully we keep using. I think the Zoom, I mean, I would have never thought like at any point that I would be look at everybody's face. You see that took a three shit times today? a week. Zoom did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. With everybody starting virtual school. I had a mediation. I didn't morning. have it. Tonight. Everybody was having IT difficulties today with Zoom. Well, that's been, I mean, it's been great. When you can sit there three times a week and you're talking to someone just like you mm -hmm. from every state in the country, that's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Man. Yeah. You know, we've all talked. I've told everybody, I said, you know, this, what, if we can achieve this goal, let's keep these relationships. Because oh, imagine. For sure. The synergy, if you get all these independently owned venues all over the country and we're finally all know each other and we're working together and, you know, we've talked about getting a big reunion once it's all over at one right. of our businesses with, with our significant others and stuff. I mean, these people are great people and they're suffering all over the country. You know, it's really sad. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's a author, Thomas Friedman, who wrote a book, The World is Flat. And he talked about how, you know, the Internet, social media, all these different things are bringing people closer together, mm -hmm. making it so much easier for people all over the country and all over the world to be able to, you know, do their thing and how it's going to move us along a lot more quickly. So I'm hoping if it doesn't destroy us. Yeah, because <laughs> you got the bad side of it. Makes you stronger. That's right. So uh, before you go, uh, what anything that I can do or anything that people are listening can do, like can I, you know, people donate to something? Well, go to a website. The virtual vibes of the to bay. Your senator, the virtual vibes of the bay. We are still looking for sponsors. Okay. I've, I mean, I think those people from Symphonic Distribution are incredible, incredible business people, and um, I would suggest to anybody if you have a business and you want to be a sponsor of that virtual vibes of the bay that you're it's going to be worth the money right you know so i can get you that sponsorship deck yeah, let me know about that um and anybody out there when once this airs that they're listening to hey, law partners law, you know, law firms out there everybody attorneys. should consider it because it, it, you'll get your money's worth millions of people are going to see this event right it's going to stream all over the all over the country all over the world and then, um, yeah, you just got to keep hitting up your reps. Um, you make you know, those numbers like available said, or those on the Neva website or like, is if there they go to the Neva.org or if they go to saveourstages.com, there's forms right there. It's so easy to fill it out. It's very simple. Um, and then, like I said, the other thing is if you're a business that's open, please just, or an artist that's out performing, um, and I, I honestly, I want to put that any rumor or anything that I have anything against any restaurants that are already open. It's not that at all. We just need your support too. You just want everybody on the we same need team everybody working in for the, the same the, goal. The, definitely the, the best. Uh, listen, here's the best way I can describe it. For a long time, when they would say the alone together, 
I, you know, you felt like it. And when, when I watched the thing that Edward Stork and Michael did, um, the interview they did with me and I had asked them like, how long ago did we do that? You know, cause it felt like a hundred years ago. They were like, Oh, it was mid May. And I was watching that. And in it, I'm talking about community and how we all support each other and how we're fighting. We just got the restaurants open. When I watched it, I felt extremely, I just felt alone. Yeah. I felt extremely lonely because I felt like, wow, you know, all these other people are open. There's a very small percentage of us that are still close. So I'm assuming it, it would be easy to forget. If I was open, maybe I would forget too. Um, but I want to let those people know that are out there and going on with their lives, like that there, there are those of us around the country that are not back to normal yet. And yeah. we are simply alone. And just like the, the saying, first to close, last to open, it could just be first to close. This is not um, a bluff. People are in a lot of trouble. And, and the, the last thing I would say is I've explained to people, like, if these other venues close around the country, um, people say, is Crowbar going to be all right? And I've said this from the beginning. Crowbar's fine. Like, I was very smart about things. I have money that's set aside. But if the tour industry goes Dies, in the toilet the fruit, yeah. for the next three to five years, I'm 46 years old. I've always told my wife when this is all done, I just want to take the money and, and open up a retirement bar, mm -hmm. you know, like a little pub or something. Mm -hmm. if, if venues around the country close, I do not see myself just being a neighborhood place for the next three to five years until the tourists start. It would make more sense for me to liquidate split the money with Cashing my partners and, and open yeah. up something else, Yeah, you know? So for those of them that really want to support me, don't let this end for me now. Yeah. You know, let these tours continue Yeah, because I love this industry, Yeah, you know, a lot, you know? Well, people are lucky to have so, you. You are uh, an avenging angel locally. You're you're doing God's trying, work, and uh, trying man. as a as a fan of music, uh, you know, and and what service you provide to the to the people here locally in the state of Florida. Can't thank you enough, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Wish Crowbar the best of luck. As always, please let me know. I'll put links out. I'll talk to people. I can get you, I can get, I can get you lawyers. I can get you judges. I can get you all that stuff. So, um, hopefully we pull out of this. I, 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 there's, I, I pray, although I'm an atheist, I pray that there's one night in the future where I'm standing at crowbar and I'm drinking a beer and looking over at you with a big smile on your face. It's going to happen. Everything, eventually. everything is, everything is going to be okay. Yes. I think it'll happen eventually. We just, we just can't, it's, um, we can't let these other people go. Yeah. You know, it's like that movie Backdraft when the guy's like, oh, yeah, the guy, yeah, he's yeah. Like, don't let me go, bull. Yeah. And they say, you go, we go. We go. Yeah. Um, you have to have a foxhole mentality. I just don't believe in going forward until I know that we've saved as many of those other venues around this country because I need them. Well, I need your throwback, but we're lucky to have you. I'll change it. Thank I'll you. change it anytime soon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you, too. All right. Talk soon.